1: It is incredibly pleasant being outside in the Sunshine State as today we have moved the Ford Theater of Operations from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City to the Gary O'Brien's Pub Southern Command. Somewhere in the South Florida region it is a clandestine location because we don't want the enemies of pleasure anywhere near us and we certainly don't want anybody that wants to invade our impressive cigar and libation supply. And we have moved, as I said, Lieutenants, Command Center Alpha, front and center. We are outside. It is beautiful. Whatever or wherever you may be on this Easter weekend, we, as always, extend our happy holiday greetings to you. And today, we will enjoy cigars. We will enjoy libations. We will talk a little politics. We'll definitely ram it up the enemies of pleasure you know where's as we enjoy the alpha male good life without apology. Long-ash greetings and salutations, a long-ash snappy salute, semper delictatio, always pleasure, America's alpha male front and center, and as always, long live the alpha. And we have come to you numerous times from the Gary O'Brien's pub, known as the GOP Pub in the Western New York Theater of Operations, and I'm joined tableside by Lieutenant Gary, the proprietor of the most exclusive club in western New York, cigar and libation friendly club, Lieutenant Gary, and we have Mrs. Harem of One Gina joining us. Lieutenant Gary, thank you for the hospitality. An impressive facility here, the Gary O'Brien's Pub in the Florida Theater of Operations, very clandestine, but loaded with impressive cigars, libations, and you even have the Haramettes that are joining us as well.
2: General, always a pleasure. Uh, So glad that you could join us. As you said, the Southern uh, GOP. It's a beautiful 79 and sunny outside. I'm not sure what the weather is back in the western Europe Theater of Operations, but I'll take this uh,
1: every day of the week. Palm trees are swaying, slight little breeze. Or by the waterside. Now there's many canals and lakes and and oceanfront uh, areas in South Florida, so that will not give any clue to the enemies of pleasure. And in fact. Even spy satellites will not find us. The NSA can't find us because we have created a special undercover operation that we're outside, but we cannot be invaded by enemies of pleasure. And Mrs. Harum of One, Gina, as always, great to see you as well.
3: Hello, General. How are you today?
1: I am well. And by the way, I should congratulate both of you. You had an incredible fundraising uh, evening several weeks ago at the Gary O'Brien's Pub, the GOP. Where cigars and poker and libations and blackjack and you raised I think in excess of $12,000 for the Roswell Park Cancer Institute.
3: Yeah, it was an amazing evening. Um, we had a lot of great donors and attendees and we are decompressing down here in South Florida after having a very successful event.
1: Well, you may be decompressing but there is never a shortage of breaking news items to discuss here on the Cigar Dave show so without any further delay.
0: This, this, this is a The Guard Dave's News Bulletin.
1: Lion Ted. Lion Ted's in a little bit of hot water. Mr. I'm a good evangelical. Mr. I am a straight arrow. Mr. Donald Trump, you don't go after my wife or I'm coming after you, Donald Trump. That's the best Ted Cruz impression I can make. I mean, it sounds like he's from Texas. I mean, uh, not the greatest, but close enough. Well, good old Lion Ted... Got caught because now he's no more trusted Ted or Lion Ted. He's banging Ted. It's only appropriate that we bring in the Eagles as I get ready to discuss Lion Ted's eyes.
4: old man, she won't have to worry, she'll dress her up on the lace, go and style
3: late at night,
1: a big old Lion house National Enquirer, headline, a hooker. A teacher and co-workers. Keep the music underneath us, Sergeant Steve, because we're going to get to the good part momentarily. Five romps that will destroy Ted Cruz. Shocking claims. Bombshell. Dame file includes sex in closet claim. Mrs. Oh, Aram of One.
3: I got to tell you, man, it would have to be in a closet with the lights off because that's rough.
1: That, yes. Ted Cruz, just like banging Eddie Munster. Uh. Yeah,
3: yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah. All right,
1: so Ted Cruz now, five extramarital affairs. I got to look my daughters in the eye and say, I banged five hot women while I was married to your mama. Now, here comes the good part on the song, and it's going to be very appropriate. We're going to all sing it together. You can't hide, you
5: can hide, hide,
1: lying hide lying in Ted's, teds eyes. Oh, Lion Ted gets caught. So here is the deal, and more information keeps leaking out. It gets better and better and better. But here are eight things you need to know about the Ted Cruz sex scandal. Now, lieutenants, as you know, I firmly believe in having a harem. I believe in massive sexual liaisons, enjoying pleasure maneuvers, horizontal mambo and pleasure maneuvers. But I do not point my finger at others and say... Now, I am a perfect man, and I say that you need to vote for me because I walk the line. I am perfect. It's like you see those the uh, those preachers that are on TV that say, you should do this and you should do that. And then what do they do? Something else. Do as I say, not as I do. Have we heard that before from the enemies of pleasure? Mrs. Absolutely. Kerry?
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Have yes, we yes. heard that on a regular occasion? We have indeed. So here are eight things you need to know about Ted Cruz's sex scandal. Number one, the National Enquirer may get portrayed as kind of a flim flam operation, not the Washington Post or the New York Times. However, they were right about John Edwards, Tiger Woods, and Jesse Jackson. The Washington Times reporter, a Washington Drew Johnson, confirmed the story. He says, From what I know in a tweet, at least two of the women named as cruise mistresses by the National Enquirer are accurate. Number three, Breitbart.com had the story but chose not to publish. So they had it. Why did they not publish? Hmm. The cruise sex scandal is definitely trending on Twitter. It's been all over the place. And the Internet claims to have identified who most of the women are. Now, here is what we know. Three of the alleged cruise mistresses have been identified. One in a very shocking turn of events. Katrina Pearson, who is Katrina Pearson? Personally, I think she's a dingling. And I've said that Do- she's Donald Trump's spokeswoman, and I've said that Trump bought a dumper. She's not that bright, and she's definitely a dingling. And now we have information that she had a sexual liaison with Bangin' Ted, Katrina Pearson. The second is Sarah Isgur Flores. And the third, Amanda Carpenter. And uh, interesting. Donald Trump spokeswoman Katrina Pearson made her Instagram private last night. And initially, she, I think when the tweet came out about it, she favored it or liked it, and then she kind of rescinded it. And number seven, Texas police report from 2005 claims Heidi Cruz was a danger to herself when officers found her sitting near Austin Expressway. Number eight, Cruz allegedly paid hush money to Carly Fiorina. How do you like that? Mm -hmm. Sarah Isker Flores worked for Carly Fiorina as deputy campaign manager. In July 2015, an unusual $500,000 donation was made by Ted Cruz Affiliated Super PAC. Keep the promise to Carly Fiorina's official campaign fund. Isn't that a little odd? A half a million dollar donation from Ted Cruz's Affiliated Super PAC? Oh, my, my. The webs that we weave now, Mr. Evangelica, Evangelical Ted Cruz, is in a bit of trouble. And actually, what I was going to talk about before the show started today. Busted. Yeah, busted. Yeah, not trusted. That's his hashtag, trusted. It's busted. Busted. Banging Ted. I can't wait to see what uh, what Trump calls him. But I was going to say, I thought Donald Trump, when he went after Cruz's wife, I thought he should have left it alone. Don't say anything. Don't get into the gutter. All he would have had to say is, I saw Ted Cruz's super-packed tweet. I think it was shameful, and be done with it. Donald, real Donald Trump, at real Donald Trump, if you're listening to this supporter, this general, enough with the childish name-calling, enough with the back-and-forth tweets. Start talking about what you're going to do to run this country and make America great again. Be Specific, So I thought it was rather interesting. Could not resist. Now, lieutenants, when we come back, I will talk to you about President Obama's trip to Cuba. As you know, I am unabashedly against lifting any trade embargo with Cuba, not at least until the Castros are done and the communist government is buried six feet under with those two commie pinko bastards. But there are others that accompanied Obama, including the congresswoman from the Cigar City, Kathy Fidel Castro, who have other opinions. So I will get to that and what I thought about Obama appearing in front of Shea Guevara. We will talk about that. We will also talk about students at Emory University who feel unsafe, insecure. They feel that they were microaggressed. We'll talk about the enemies of pleasure, and we'll talk about some great cigars and some great whiskeys to be on the lookout for. Lieutenants, Front and center each and every Saturday noon to 2 Eastern time. It is America's alpha male front and center from Command Center Alpha, enjoying and pontificating about the alpha male good life.
0: You need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following the General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars. Info on the show each week and see what the General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave.
6: All Padrón cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padrón. For your Padrón retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padrón is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
1: As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brick House, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliffe, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars.
5: It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th Green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean Basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on
0: Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Caminando por la calle, yo te vi. Caminando por la calle. Yo te vi. For your alpha male safety and sanity, the general has turned on the no nagging sign. Naggy dames may now exit the man cave.
1: Well, this past week, the first time in 88 years, a sitting U.S. president visited the island and country of Cuba. Now, my views on Cuba have been consistent, have been steady, have been very clear since I started this show 20 and a half years ago. my feeling was, knowing, especially being so close to many of these cigar manufacturers who were forced to flee Cuba with nothing but what they had on their back, their brands taken, their companies taken, their livelihoods taken, their life taken, I have no love loss in any way, shape, or form for the Castros, for Che Guevara, who assisted the Castros, who was instrumental in overthrowing Batista. And what is interesting is many of the cigar manufacturers told me that they supported Castro initially, because Castro talked a good game like Barack Obama, that he's going to get rid of Batista's regime. They are going to, they're going to have a democracy in the country. They're going to clean things up. And what happens? As soon as Castro and his brother and Che Guevara come to power, they nationalize virtually every business in the country. They go to a communist system. And since 1959, the country and island of Cuba has been set back Right in time in 1959. So President Barack Obama, trying to find a legacy, trying to, trying to establish his legacy, comes up with a brilliant idea that, let's open diplomatic relations with Cuba. Let's try to lift the embargo. It's about time. First of all, I thought number of comments on his trip. I thought the, him appearing in front of Che Guevara. And if you do any research on Che Guevara, he was an Argentine, uh, Argentine f- from Argentina originally. A medical doctor, but became a revolutionary. And he was part of the militant group with the Castros that came in and executed hundreds and hundreds of people and imprisoned thousands of people in Cuba. Bad news. If we talk about Lion Ted, we got bad news, Shea Guevara. And so when Obama appears in front of a man who is known for brutal executions and in jailing and an absolute military, paramilitary uh guerrilla it sent a clear message. Obama knew exactly what he was appearing in front of because there's only one difference between Che Guevara and Barack Obama, and that is that Obama may not be a guerrilla, but the method in which he has attacked the United States, the American Constitution, the way he has unilaterally implemented executive orders and regulations and not following the three branches of government, especially the legislative branch, there is no difference. There is no difference. Now, Is Obama a murderer? No. Che Guevara? Absolutely. Has Obama imprisoned some people that uh, he disagreed with politically? One could probably make the argument on a number of cases, maybe yes, or at least his Justice Department cracked down on some of those people. But when I see Barack Obama standing there in front of that, it was repulsive. And further, when he was speaking to reporters in Havana on Monday at a press conference, He said, hopefully the United States can learn a thing or two from Cuba's record on improving basic human rights. Mr. President, there is not a damn thing that the United States can learn from Cuba on improving basic human rights. There are no human rights in Cuba. They are treated horribly. The citizens are jailed. The people who who protest the government are imprisoned. They are political dissidents that are thrown in. And a perfect example is what happened the day before to the women in white who were protesting their their relatives, their sons, their husbands, uh, other friends that have been imprisoned without any regard to a due political process. They were all rounded up and arrested the day before Obama lands, which was just just vile. And the representative from member of the uh, House of Representatives from representing the cigar city of Tampa, Kathy Fidel Castro. Here's what she had to say. She accompanied Obama on this trip. She said, They want what we want. They want a better life for their families. After 55 years of an isolationist policy with an economic embargo, I don't know many people who think that's a good idea. Really? Let's see. The rest of the world's been trading with Cuba for the last 55 years longer. China, Canada, Germany, England, Argentina, Brazil, every other country in the world. Mexico. Has Cuba gotten any better? Has the lives of people gotten any better in Cuba? No. They're still making $20 a month in their, in their communist run jobs. And Castor is a chief sponsor of legislation to lift the embargo. And here is what she said on human rights remaining an issue. What we hear from many of the activists and from our own embassy is there still are short term detentions. That is an issue of concern. But the U.S. embassy staffers say there is no widespread violent crackdowns whatsoever. Really, Kathy? Are you that du- Well, actually, let me answer my own question. Yes, she is that dumb. Kathy Fidel Castor is a dingling. She is an absolute embarrassment to the people she represents in the cigar city of Tampa. She's not very smart. She's elected for one reason, because her mommy uh, had good name recognition and served in a number of political capacities in the state of Florida and in the, uh, the area of Tampa, the city in, of Tampa, County of Hillsborough. But for her to say there's no widespread violent crackdowns, did she not witness what occurred on Sunday when the women in white were all rounded up and thrown into jail? She has got to be absolutely kidding. It is an absolute embarrassment. And what's further embarrassing is all these lobbyists and these business people from Marriott and other companies who were there like rabid dogs. Their tongues just just hanging out of their mouths, foaming at the mouths to try to do business with Cuba. Everything for the buck. Never mind the people of Cuba. Never mind what the Castro regime has done to them since 1959. They don't care because they're looking for a buck. Shame on all those businesses. Shame on those business people that went, that overlooked the treatment of Cuban citizens in favor of a quick buck. What's the matter, Marriott? You don't have enough money already now? What's the matter, Starwood? You don't have enough money? You're just being sold for billions and billions. It is repulsive. Stand with the people of Cuba. Screw the Castros.
0: Selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is New Wave Reserva from E.P. Carrillo. This cigar is medium-bodied, rich, and creamy with an earthy sweetness that finishes with wood tones on the palate. New Wave Reserva from E.P. Carrillo has an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Connecticut broadleaf binder, and fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com.
5: The journey of Jarguera began with a very special yet delicate Cuban seed. The Grupo de Maestros took their rare tobacco to the privileged farmlands of western Honduras, where they began a five-year program to combine its sweet flavors and distinctively aromatic qualities with the robustness of Criollo 98. The result was Jarguera, a genetic hybrid tobacco containing the best qualities of each. Grown in a single state containing rich soil and ideal weather conditions, Jarguera features flavors of coffee and chocolate with hints of nutmeg and cinnamon. Shade and sun-grown versions of this exceptional tobacco are now used exclusively in one cigar. Jarguera H. Upman. Experience Jarguera H. Upman. Now at your local tobacconist and visit Jarguera.com to learn more.
6: Surgeon General Warning.
0: With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National
1: Cigar Litation Maneuvers. From Ford Theater of Command Center Alpha at the Gary O'Brien's Pub, the GOP Pub in the Southern Command, somewhere in a clandestine area in South Florida, we get ready to enjoy the National Cigar Litation Ceremony. And we have all selected three different sizes, or three different cigars, I should say. But the cigar that I have selected is very appropriate. It is the Avo Sincro Nicaragua. Now, why did I pick the Avo Sincro Nicaragua? Well, first, it's a great cigar. But second, the great Avo Uvesian, the man behind the Avo brand of cigars. And my mother both share a very important day. They both have the same birthday. That is March 22nd, which was this past Tuesday. So a happy birthday to Cigar Mother and a happy birthday to the great Avo Uvesian. And we are listening to one of Avo's great tunes called Carnibe from one of his CDs. And the Avo Synchro Nicaragua was launched last summer at the International Premium Cigar Retailers Convention in New Orleans. It is a full-flavored beauty. It is a beautiful square-pressed cigar. The wrapper is a magnificent Ecuadorian Wrapper, the binder is from the Dominican Republic. The filler, Nicaraguan, Dominican, and Peruvian. And Avo had a great quote. He said, when you open your life to the magic of exotic cultures, the possibilities can be extraordinary. And when you look at this cigar using a multi-country blend, the first time ever a square-pressed Avo cigar, it is indeed magnificent. Beautiful construction, a lot of flavors, some pepper notes, Very uh, smooth, balanced, but lots of flavor. And this cigar comes in four different sizes, and I've pulled out the Toro, my favorite size. Six inches in length with a 54 ring gauge. Suggested retail is about 9 dollars 5 It's a very lovely cigar. Avo does a great job working with Hanky Kellner, blending this cigar, and once again, a masterpiece from the great Avo Uvesian. That's what I will enjoy today. The Avo Synchro Nicaragua. Mrs. Haram of One, you have selected a...
3: A diamond crown, General. That's
1: right. You've got a nice little torpedo. And Lieutenant Gary, you have selected a sister cigar to the Avo Synchro Nicaragua. Correct. I have the Davinoff Nicaragua. Beautiful. And that is in their perfecto shape. And that is a beautiful cigar. And I'll tell you, the Davinoff Escurio Also, launched last uh, summer, a great cigar as well. So we will enjoy great cigars today as we come to you outside from the veranda of the Gary O'Brien's Pub in South Florida.
0: Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device.
1: Well, Lieutenant Gary has a self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel cutter, but I'm not going to use that today. I'm going to use what we use when I go down to the factory in Nicaragua or Honduras or the Dominican Republic. I'm going to use my perfectly manicured fingernail. My thumbnail, actually. My thumbnail. And that's what is used down at the factories. I learned it from, actually, Manuel Casada was the first to show me how to use it. I said, Manuel, at his factory, do you have a cutter? He said, General, do what we do in the factory. We use our thumbnail. And he said, General, you're not a true connoisseur until you know how to properly cut your cigar using nothing but what you have available to you on your body. And I said, Manuel... You teach me, and he has, and that's exactly what I will do today to cut my Avo Synchro Nicaragua. Maximum BTU
0: flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus.
1: Well, we have no shortage of litation devices. Uh, let's see, what do I have in my pocket? I've got a very nice Lotus Syracuse orange litation device. We've also got another Bugatti, and Lieutenant Gary's got a big Bugatti. This is big. This is a tabletop, almost a desktop-type litation device. Three jet flames. I'll tell you what, I got three, four, five. I got eight jet flames at my disposal. I think I may use all eight today as we are outside with a very ever-so-nice slight breeze.
0: Cigar, Cigar pre lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go
1: throttle up in three, two, one. Now, what I'm doing is I'm using my perfectly manicured thumbnail as just a little bit of a piercing device. So what I'm doing is I'm actually making a perforation, a little indentation of the cap, and gently just going around the cap of the cigar, and you will see that it will come off perfectly.
3: Beautiful, General. Look at that.
1: Ready to go. That's exactly what I will do today. And I will gently, let's see, I've got eight different jet flames here so let's try to get all eight of them lieutenant gary i'll need you to hold that one and that one and i'm going to take the big bugatti triple okay here we go Mm. Mm. there's a lot of jet flames going right now outstanding Mm. i will blow on the foot of the end of the cigar perfect even amber glow And we are ready as I enjoy my Avo Synchro Nicaragua for Litation. And again, a uh, happy birthday this past week to Cigar Mother Piera and Avo Uvesian. And, lieutenants, as I was saying earlier, talking about Cuba, mentioning about my thoughts on Cuba, this past week, the U.S. government announced changes to the longstanding ban on Cuban goods, including... Cuban cigars. Beginning last week, Americans located in a third-party country, meaning if you are visiting Canada or Mexico or Europe or Asia, you are no longer prohibited from buying or acquiring Cuban origin goods or services for personal consumption while traveling abroad. Now you say, wait a minute, General. Hold on a second. Wait. I know there's an embargo in the United States, but I've gone overseas. I've gone to Canada. I've gone to the Caribbean. I've bought cigars. Yes, but technically it was illegal for any American to purchase any Cuban product or service, even while they're overseas. There's no way of enforcing that law. How many times do you think that law has been violated over the past 55 years? Tons and tons and millions of times, including members of Congress and the Senate that go and buy their cigars by some Cubans. I know because a number of them have told me. Previously, it was technically illegal for Americans to buy Cuban cigars in another country. That means, as you travel now, you can rest assured that you are not breaking the law. So when you're in the Caribbean, in the Bahamas, or you're down in, in the Dominican Republic, or you're in Mexico, or you're in England, or France, or China, or Japan, you can go ahead and buy a Cuban cigar And no American agent is going to arrest you. Not that that ever would happen in the first place. But let me just tell you something about Cuban cigars. Rocky Patel, I visited Rocky last week. And Rocky went down to the Habanos Festival. He went down and spent three days in Cuba. And he was very frank. And he said, look, I'm going to tell you my impressions, and I'm not being jaded because I make cigars in Honduras and in Nicaragua. He said, I'm going to be very honest. And when Rocky tells me he's going to be honest, Rocky and the... 15 years, 16 years that I've known Rocky has never once uh, fabricated or told me something that was not true. He always speaks freely and speaks honestly. And he said the hotels were nothing great, the food he didn't care for. He said the people were very nice, but the people there that work in these cigar uh, factories are making $20 a month. There is no quality control. He saw bands in one factory that had uh, a certain... Cohiba and another the same bands and he asked the factory workers he goes well, what does that go on they go I don't know we just make them and they put them on whatever they want to put on so it's very different and he said they bought cigars and they were inconsistent they were expensive They, when you open a box of Honduran Lieutenant Gary you purchase cigars quite often when you buy a box of Honduran or Nicaraguan, Dominican, I don't care if it's a Davidoff, if it's Avo, it's if it's a Perla Del Mar, if it's a Perdomo, a Padron, a Rocky Patel, a Romeo, you name the brand. From Honduras, Nicaragua, or the Dominican Republic, when you open that box, would you say they're all consistent in construction, in color, in appearance? Very consistent. You know, the,
2: uh, the appeal, that's part of the appeal of buying the cigars. The consistency, the wrapper... Um, the coloring on the box, you know,
1: it's, they, they take uh, great pride in packaging that product. Well, when you buy Cuban, I know you've gone up to Toronto. You go to yes. Canada. We've all gone to Canada, and I've purchased Cuban cigars to sample. And I always tell people, if you're going to go buy a box of Cuban cigars, number one, be prepared to get a whopping bill on your credit card, especially if you buy in Canada because they have huge taxes. But the second thing I said is do not ever buy a box, an unopened box of cigars. You need to open that box and you need to look because you will see that some of those cigars have different coloring. The shading is different. There are water stains uh, or sunspots on some of the wrapper. They don't have the consistency and the quality that you see on Dominican, Honduran, and Nicaraguan cigars. And so when you do buy those cigars, be forewarned, you're going to spend a lot of money and you are not necessarily going to get their best product. And What I do find interesting is, most of the Honduran, Nicaraguan, Dominican manufacturers, they won't even touch a wrapper. They won't even wrap a cigar in a wrapper that has been less aged uh, less than two years. They just won't do it. In Cuba, a cigar that has a wrapper that's two years old, they call those a, an addition limitata and charge uh, you know 50% to 100% more for that. While we in the United States that enjoy Honduran, Nicaraguan, Dominican cigars we we wouldn't even touch a cigar that had a wrapper less than two years old. So I do find it rather amazing. And I think uh, once Cuban cigars are allowed to be sold legally in the United States, I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't believe the embargo will be lifted anytime soon, not at least until the Castros and the communist government is fallen. But when it does open, people will sample Cuban cigars, and they will go right back to buying Honduran, Nicaraguan, and Dominican well, it's,
2: cigars. Well, it's the forbidden fruit, General. That's right.
1: It's, you know everyone you, you can't just walk into your
2: local tobacconist and buy a cuban cigar so once it's released you know they weren't ha- uh consumers weren't able to buy those freely so obviously they're going to gravitate towards those cigars but once they have those cigars and they they taste you know you be, you're able to compare that to a davinoff or a novel or or a diamond crown i'm sure you know uh, consumers are going to uh, go back to these you know um non-cuban cigars so to speak
1: well you look at europe the fastest growing cigars in the european market where in the one humidor they have cubans on one side and dominicans nicaraguans honduras on the other the fastest growing segment of the cigar market in europe are the honduran nicaraguan and dominican cigars alec bradley has big business over there i know that rocky patel is doing very well uh, overseas especially in europe nick perdomo from perdomo cigars they have opened up europe and asia and are doing very well J.C. Newman is doing extremely well with their Diamond Crowns and their Brick House and their Perla del Mars. Many of the manufacturers that are selling head-to-head are getting an increased share of the market against Cuban cigars every year, and it's been rising consistently. And I believe, as I said, once it's like Coors Beer, you can get it at every Cuban cigar at every retailer and tobacconist. People will look and say, okay, there's nothing special about it anymore. I'm going back to my Rocky. I'm going back to my Padron. I'm I'm going back to my Romeo and Julieta. I'm going back to my H. Upman. I'm going back to my Perdomo. They're going to go back to the cigars that they have enjoyed, their Alec Bradley, for the last number of years. It is not going to change. And what's going to happen is the innovation coming from the Dominican, Honduran, and Nicaraguan manufacturers – and the distributors in the United States far surpasses anything Cuba has done in the last 20, 25 years. And that's evidenced by the, Gary, you for the first time went to the IPCPR Cigar Retailers Convention. You witnessed it for yourself. Do you ever think you'd see an entire convention center devoted to cigars just being able to be sold in the United States? No,
2: like, like I said during the show, it was a uh, you know the adult version of Disney World. Just walking around, you, you know, you saw all the manufacturers. You got to actually meet and greet uh, see what was coming out uh, for the next year, and uh, ab- actually able to uh, you know taste taste all the uh, all the new cigars. Which uh, um, you know obviously there are so many cigars that are coming out from year to year, and uh, the quality
1: never never diminishes. And there were no shortage of great new cigars that were launched at the cigar retailers convention last year, Correct. and that's not going to change this year. I already know there's some great new cigars coming your way, some new experimental. Tobaccos and and blends, it's going to be fantastic. Lieutenants, we will continue front and center as we have moved our Ford Theater of Operations to the GOP Pub, the Gary O'Brien's Pub. the Probably the, uh, Gary as you like to call it, it is the most exclusive pub in the Western New York Theater of Operations.
2: Yes. Most exclusive in West New York. I don't know about uh, Southern Florida, though.
1: <laughs> I'm here. It is now. Yeah. Yes, oh, it, hell it, yeah. it is now. So we are here in South Florida. And uh, again, we're at the GOP pub uh, outdoor on the veranda. It's about 78 degrees. It is just magnificent. We're all in shorts. The uh, sun is starting to shine. Blue skies, tranquil water, slight breeze. And we're surrounded by palm trees and no snow, no sleet. No hail. Although, yes, a couple of days ago, there was some big hail, some big rain down in South Florida. Lieutenants, when we come back, much more to get to. We'll talk about some Emory University students that were microaggressed, poor babies. And we'll talk about the enemies of pleasure coming uh, against your cigar. Plus, there's some new cigars, tons and tons to get to today, front and center, as we continue on The Cigar Dave Show.
7: Hi. I know everybody's familiar with the 95-rated decade, one of the finest cigars ever made and produced by Rocky Patel. Well, he outdid himself. I'm here to introduce a new Decade Cameroon. It's got a beautiful African Cameroon wrapper on it. And when you put this wrapper with the wonderful blend of the Decade Cigar, it just takes it to another level. You get that little sweetness on the back of your palate. You get the cedar, the hickory notes with a little bit of spice. You know what I want to do? I want to just sit in my backyard or on my patio or a bar stool and enjoy this cigar. You can take it all the way down. I tell you, Rocky, you outdid yourself on this one. And if you haven't tried it, it's gonna be at your local retail store. Go get yourself one. You won't be disappointed, because this cigar, man, does it smoke great.
8: America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone, from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org.
0: Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers.
1: Well, we're at the Gary O'Brien's Pub, a very exclusive pub in the South Florida Theater of Operations. Lieutenant Gary, what have you pulled up for us, pulled out today for us from the GOP Pub to enjoy for libation maneuvers? A wonderful Kentucky straight bourbon, uh, Buffalo Trace. Ah, because we are both natives of Buffalo? You still reside in the Buffalo Theater of Operations? Yes. Couldn't think of anything I, more perfect. I think that is great. And Buffalo Trace is an extremely popular bourbon, Kentucky Straight Bourbon. It is distilled, aged and bottled at one of the most award-winning distilleries in the world. They the mash is corn, rye, barley malts, aged of course in new oak barrels in uh century-old warehouses. The taste is very rich, complex, hints of vanilla, toffee, candied fruit, very smooth, and a very nice deep. I would say this is more like a this is like a caramel brown yeah, color. Yeah, caramel brown. Yeah. So we'll pour a little bit of that. Beautiful, Lieutenant Gary. I'll pass the bot- freshly opened bottle, I should say. Outstanding, and these this is pretty reasonable. I think about twenty, probably about thirty bucks for the bottle. And Mrs. Harem of One, you're enjoying your Buffalo Trace bourbon in a little martini glass. That's very quaint. (laughs) That's very quaint. Well, let us say. Cheers. Cheers. To the Alpha Male Good Life. And we'll take a little sip here. Mm. Wow, that's nice. A little caramel. Definitely a little bit of warmth on the on the palate. Mm A little oakiness. That's good. But very smooth, a little maple. Your tasting impressions, Lieutenant Gary.
2: A little spice. I got a little spice, mm-hmm. a little, little oakiness. Like I said, I'm, I'm picking up a little toffee. Um, a little bit of a fruity taste as well. Mrs. Harem of one.
3: Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very smooth. Um, I'm getting a lot of sweetness. Definitely the maple. Um, can taste that as well.
1: Well, talking about sweet, and Lieutenant's next hour, I'm going to tell you we are going to go. We're going to go after the enemies of pleasure. And they met enemies of speech rather heavily. But I saw this story, and I did get amusing. And, and since, Mrs. Haram of One, you brought up sweets, it brought to mind a story about a candy, a chocolate bar. Kit Kat. You like Kit Kat, don't you?
3: Sure, of course. Who doesn't? Who doesn't
1: like Kit Kat? Those little wafers that are covered in chocolate It's been around for years and years and years. Well, a British law student, Saima Ahmad, 20 years of age, law student in London, purchased some Kit Kats. And in one of the bars, she was missing wafers. There was chocolate, but there were no wafers in the Kit Kat. So maybe it was just a cat, not a Kit Kat. There was no kit. There was just the cat. She was so upset about the missing wafers that she demanded... A lifetime supplier is demanding a lifetime supply of Kit Kats from Nestle, which produces the chocolate bars in Britain, and she is threatening to sue if she doesn't get it. Now, here's the deal. It happens. What I would do is simply call the company or send a tweet or a Facebook post and said, look, here's a picture. I bought a, uh, a Kit Kat bar. There were no wafers. It was all chocolate. And you know what the company probably would have done? They would have responded to her and said, here. Here's a box of uh, 50 50 Kit Kat bars, right?
3: You know, General, it's funny you're bringing this up because we had a similar experience uh, with McDonald's back in the Western New York Theater of Operations. We ordered um, a cheeseburger value meal, Mm -hmm. and Lieutenant Gary can tweet the picture out if he can find it. But we uh, opened up our burgers to find there was no beef. Like, where's the beef? Where's the beef? Really, honestly and truly. And you know what? We did report it uh we called we called the store uh mm-hmm. or filled out a survey or something online and they did send us some gift certificates for some free happy meals and things like that and it, it was fine it was fine although i kind of say i can't justify spending paying fifteen dollars an hour to the people that didn't put the beef on the bun but you know
1: i agree look the fact is they remedy the situation they
3: did they yeah, remedied most companies the situation. will do that if
1: there's an issue you say look i've had an issue most companies are are very, very good about it. Well, here's what she said in a letter. The failure to take due care in the manufacturing process resulted in a product being defective. As a result, I feel as though I've been misled to part with my money and purchase a product that is clearly different from what has been marketed by Nestle. She went on to demand a full refund of the defective pack and a lifetime supply of Kit Kats so she could act as a means of quality controls.
3: Oh, please. And she
1: said, she said, it appears you need me more than I need you. Now, this is what Nestle said. If a consumer finds any issue with a Nestle product, we would encourage them to get in touch with us online by phone or by post so that we can investigate and put things right for them according to a Nestle spokesperson. Now, things happen. But for this law student, and you hit it right on the head. Here's a law student another flim-flam lawsuit, ambulance chaser, instead of just doing what normal people would do and say there's a problem, now she wants a lifetime supply? I'm sorry. You don't get a lifetime supply, sweetheart. You do not get a lifetime supply. I'm sure the company would send you out 20, 50, whatever. But because there is one issue, she's making a big deal. You had a problem with McDonald's? They took care of it. And that's what it's all about. Lieutenants, we will continue. our number two of The Cigar Dave Show coming your way next. This, this is
0: CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio, Network. Radio Network, 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 Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida.
1: Well, we are under attack once again by the enemies of freedom, the enemies of pleasure, the enemies of cigars, the enemies of adults making their own decision. We will get to that momentarily. But first, we welcome you back. Our number two of the Cigar Dave Show front and center. And today we have moved our theater of operations from Humidor 1A and Command Center Alpha in the Cigar City to the South Florida Theater of Operations. We're at the Gary O'Brien's Pub, the GOP. It is the most exclusive and classified pub in the Western New York Theater of Operations. And we have moved to their Southern Command facility in South Florida. We're enjoying great weather, a nice little breeze, some great cigars, have my Avo Synchro Nicaragua lit, some Buffalo Trace bourbon. As our good friend Lee Corso would say, life is good. And I welcome you back, Lieutenants, front and center, along with Lieutenant Gary, front and center, and Mrs. Harem of One, Gina, from the Gary O'Brien's pub. And so far, so good. Gina, Mrs. Harem of One, you're enjoying. That is quite the ash you've got on your cigar. I've got a in fact, let me take a picture of that so I can tweet that thing out. This
3: is my claim to fame, General. The, the That's it? Ash. I am the Queen of Long Ash.
1: The Queen of Long Ash. Wait a minute. I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna look at that. That is Sign one of long ash. Side a well-made
3: cigar, though.
1: I'll tell you what, that is not a long cigar. That's probably about a five-and-a-half-inch cigar, and that ash has got to be at least about two-and-a-quarter inches. two-and-a-half inches right now. Very impressive.
3: It's a good cigar. You're
1: going to have to smoke it upside down for the rest yeah. of the show.
3: Yeah, I can do it.
1: <laughs> and, Lieutenant Gary, you now have in front of you your Davidoff Nicaragua. So far, so good. Yes, so far, so good. Uh, great conversations,
2: great uh, libations, and great cigars.
1: Now, Mrs. Haram of Wunderland, Lieutenant Gary, you both reside in the Western New York Theater of Operations. Erie County is where you reside. Erie County is where I was born, the city of Buffalo. We do our Alpha Pleasure Fest up there every year, and we will have an announcement on that very, very soon in August. But there is something that's a little bit a little bit disconcerting that is going on. You have an Erie County executive, Mark Polankars, a taxocrat. Lieutenant Gary, tell me about Mark poland cars i think he thinks that he is the next coming of uh... of uh... john f kennedy well uh, mark poland cars has been uh... wants to
2: enact uh... some legislation about uh... not selling tobacco products
1: in any uh... pharmacy that's correct and um, well, what's he about what what's give me has he been a good county executive is he a, a typical taxocrat tax and spend
2: all democrats are tax and spend you, know, okay. you we
1: have the answer <laughs> Yes, we have the answer, and uh, he was a lawyer, an attorney, and obviously couldn't succeed in private practice. So, what's the next thing you do? You go into politics, and you get you get to feed at the public trough each and uh, each and every day of the year. And I know that our affiliate nine thirty W B E N has covered this extensively, but Mark Polandkar is the Erie County Executive, along with the legis- county legislature from the 3rd District of Erie County, Peter Savage, also a taxocrat, the health commissioner, the executive director of pharm- pharmacy services at Roswell Park Cancer Institute, and the director of Tobacco-Free Western New York, Anthony Blonnie. Name sounds familiar. Can't figure out why, but the name sounds name sounds a little bit familiar. But at a press conference, they introduced a local law, a bill that would prohibit tobacco, e-cigarette, cigar sales, at Erie County Pharmacies. Now, we have seen this before. There was a proposal, I believe, by Assemblyman Sam Hoyt, when he was still an assemblyman from the uh, Western New York Theater of Operations in Albany, that would uh, prohibit tobacco sales anywhere where I think food was sold or I think where, where uh, pharmacies existed, where, where drugs were, were dispensed. And I think this is nonsense, because let's face one thing. First of all... Drug stores, pharmacies are no longer pharmacies. If that were the case, all you would do is walk in to the very back of a Walgreens or a CVS. It would take up about 400 square feet and you would go in, just like in the old days where they called it a druggist, you'd get your prescriptions and you'd walk out. It's very different today. Today when you walk into a Walgreens, the first thing you see are aisles of candy. Now we know that candy in excess with sugar is not good. Then you go past all the sodas and the energy drinks filled with sugar. Then we go to the snack aisle. There's potato chips, and there's popcorn, and there's peanuts, and there's uh, goobers, and raisinette, you name it. You go right down that aisle. And there are numerous other products that we see at pharmacies that could be deemed to be bad for you. That could be deemed to be unhealthy. And anything excess is... is, Don't forget forget the alcohol. Let's not forget the alcohol. I was going to get to that. You see, they sell beer and wine. Now, if Erie County Executive Mark Polencars was so concerned about the health of everybody, why not enact a bill, why not propose a bill that would eliminate every possible harmful product from being sold at a pharmacy? And that would also include hammers and screwdrivers because if you accidentally try to nail in a nail with a hammer and you accidentally slip and your hand gets in the way that would cause you to go to an emergency room breaking a finger needing stitches so I can go on and on how about plastic garbage bags you know if if a little kid gets in a garbage bag and ties the drawstring he could suffocate to death we could go on and on and on we are adults in this country we already have laws that say you must be at least 18 years of age. We already have laws that crack down on underage smoking, underage drinking. Now, let me do this. Uh, Sergeant Steve, let's start with cut number two first, if you will. This is what Mark Poloncarz had to say at his annual State of the County. And by the way, he re- first of all, he's not a great speaker. He's not a great public speaker. And he really thinks... You can just tell he kind of thinks he's the next coming of John F. Kennedy. I think he's already got his sights set on the governor's mansion. Too bad nobody outside of western New York has ever heard of him, and he's probably going to have a very limited career. Once, are other term limits, by the way, for the Erie County Executive? Mrs. Haramov won. I don't believe there I are. I don't believe there are. Just no, like there's don't no don't for mayor. They're. Note, when you get back to the western New York theater of operations, you need to propose that <laughs> and get that on the ballot. All right, so here is what uh, here is what Erie County New York Executive Mark Polenkars had to say about his proposal prohibiting cigar sales and tobacco sales in pharmacies. Also was ready to
9: lead in areas of public health and other issues facing our families. For example, the time has come to prohibit the sale of tobacco products and e-cigarettes with stores with pharmacies. A pharmacy is a place to go for products that help alleviate illnesses. It should not be a place to go to purchase products that cause cancer and other diseases. By prohibiting the sale of tobacco products and other related devices at supermarkets and other stores with pharmacies, we are promoting better health
1: and decreasing the burden on public health. No, you are, promoting, you are promoting your moral agenda. You are promoting what you feel people should be able to consume and not consume. And I love when he says people should go to pharmacies and get things to help them get well. Gee, there's potato chips and, and, and candy and snacks and uh, sodas and beer and wine, you could say, great, let's get rid of all of that as well. And if I were an Erie County legislator that was opposed to this, I would propose a companion bill that would propose to eliminate potato chips and snacks and beer and wine and candy and any other product that you could deem to be theoretically unhealthy, prohibit that from being sold. Watch how quickly the pharmacies would galvanize and the people of Western New York would galvanize saying, enough is enough. I do get a kick out of it. Do you like how he said, the time has come? Did he try to sound like Kennedy? The time has come. Uh, Sergeant Steve, play that cut one more time. I want to play that one more time.
9: The also was ready to lead in areas of public health and other issues facing our families. For example, the time has come to prohibit the sale of tobacco pause products it right there. and e-cigarettes. For example, st-
1: pause it right there. The time has come. I could just see... Ted Kennedy, the time has come uh, oh. for all pharmacies to uh, eliminate selling candy and tobacco, but not booze because when I need to have my booze yeah, to drive right. over a bridge in Chappaquiddick, I want to be able to get it access get very easy access to it.
3: When you hear it out loud, it's just even worse than reading it in print.
1: It is even worse. Continue with that cut, Sergeant Steve.
9: For example, the time has come to prohibit the sale of tobacco products and e-cigarettes with stores with pharmacies. A pharmacy is a place to go for products that help alleviate illnesses. It should not be a place to go to purchase products that cause cancer and other diseases. By prohibiting the sale of tobacco products and other related devices at supermarkets and other stores with pharmacies, we are promoting better health and decreasing the burden on public health.
1: Ah, the burden on public health, I see. Now, wait for one second, because... They'll tell you that it costs us all these millions of dollars, all this to people that have tobacco. You're paying that in insurance premiums. That is all factored in. That is fact. And by the way, who are the biggest addicts to tobacco, tobacco taxes? That would be the city of the cities, the counties, the states, and the federal government. If everybody stopped smoking tomorrow, for example, if everybody stopped smoking cigars tomorrow, what do you think would happen? I'll tell you what happened. The state children's health insurance program would be out of business. They wouldn't have any funding because they wouldn't get their 53% federal excise tax that we pay when we buy a cigar. So he is being incredibly hypocritical when he says this. Now, he also goes on to say, when when he talks about this, saying that we have to, we should make it, that the pharmacy should be a place where it's all about good health. Again, I go back to all the other products that they sell. And one thing I've always said about the enemies of pleasure, and I said this back when California introduced the very first smoking ban. At the time, the enemies of pleasure said, we just want to eliminate smoking in public buildings and restaurants and bars. That's it. They can still have their outdoor areas, just restaurants and bars. They were happy with that. And I said, be careful. Because when you let an intruder in the door and they get one foot in the door, The next thing you know, they'll get a second foot. The next thing you know, they'll be three feet in the door. And then very soon, they'll be in your house. So when he says, when Mark Polankar is the Erie County executive, we can call him Lion Mark, just like Lion Dead. When he says, you'll still be able to buy it at convenience stores and other stores in western New York that that aren't pharmacies, that aren't supermarkets, mark my words, When he gets this passed, or if he gets this passed, and let's hope he doesn't, you can be assured he will then propose in the next two years, guaranteed, take it to the bank, that we eliminate tobacco sales at convenience stores and at gas stations and at other stores. Now, there is no prohibition now from a privately owned store or a publicly traded company that owns pharmacies or retail stores, there's no prohibition for them that says they can't voluntarily enact a ban on selling tobacco in their own stores. Case in point, let's take a look at CVS. CVS made a big deal. We are the first in the nation. We are going to eliminate tobacco sales. Okay, fine. Then you have Walgreens, or correction, uh, 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 Wegmans, which is a supermarket in Buffalo, and Target has taken it out. They voluntarily did that. They didn't need laws to do that. But mark my words, it is only a matter of time now that he's got his foot in the door, first they said it was just smoking in restaurants. Then when all of a sudden you could smoke in patios and all these restaurateurs built expensive outdoor smoking patios, cover patios, then the pleasure police said, nope, we don't want any smoking outside whatsoever. Now it's gone to sidewalks and public parks. Then it's going to go to the pharmacies. You can't buy it there. And then when they're done with that, they will go after it in convenience stores and gas stations and other stores. Guaranteed. When we come back, I'll tell you about another ban that this clown, Erie County Executive Mark Cars, wants to propose. Because even if you don't smoke cigars, lieutenants, and we know that many listeners that we have do not smoke anything, but they enjoy the show and they agree with us that we as adults should make our own decisions. We don't need to be told what to do, how to act, how to live our lives. But he's got another thing he wants to ram down your throats. And if you shop at a supermarket, or you shop at a at a convenience store, or you shop at a pharmacy, It's going to affect you. We'll tell you about it as we continue right around the corner.
0: The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with The General now at Cigar Dave Show.
9: In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, The Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General
0: Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale.
6: In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. traditional line. All Padrón cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padrón. For your Padrón retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padrón is on the band, quality is a matter
9: of family honor. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
4: Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's
7: a great cigar but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I gotta tell you, it's my favorite.
4: You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree, but guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com.
5: Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. 100%
0: USDA-certified alpha male. With zero trace of wussification. It's the General Cigar Cigar Dave.
1: Dave. I have said repeatedly over the last 20-plus years on this show that even if you don't smoke cigars, and we know that we have many of our lieutenants, many alpha males, many women that listen that say, love the show, I get the emails all the time. And the calls love the show, I don't smoke anything, but I love that you enjoy life. I love hearing about the cigars, I love hearing about the libations, I love your shows on food, I love your shows on wine. Now, any of those aforementioned items that I mentioned, whether it's a cigar, whether it's steak on the grill, whether it's wine, whether it's whiskey, if you think the enemies of pleasure will only stop at cigars... We know that's not the case. We know that for a fact. And I've been pontificating that for years and years. They're going after soda. And I love when they interview people who say, well, what do you think about, uh, you know, taxing uh, cigars? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm all for that. Great. What do you think about taxing soda, uh, which would the equivalent be of uh, one cent per, per ounce, which would be on a two-liter soda bottle, would be the equivalent of about a, eh, probably about a 60 70% tax. Oh, I'm not in favor of that. And I said, be very careful. Because they will come after your caffeinated coffee. They'll come after your steaks. They'll come after your wine. They will come after any product that they deem unhealthy. And we're seeing now that there's a big vegan movement. And the the, the cover that they're using, they're not saying it's unhealthy. They're saying it causes climate change. When you have all these cows, it's climate change. We know that is total nonsense. Now, the Erie County Executive. Now, Erie County is located... That's the county in which Buffalo sits, uh, right on Lake Erie, the westernmost portion of the uh, state of New York. About a million residents, give or take. Erie County Executive Mark Polencars, as I said in the last segment, now wants to ban tobacco sales, including cigar sales in pharmacies. Well, he's not done, as Ron Popeel would say, but wait. There's more. Here's what he said about another item that I guarantee affects all of you, even if you don't smoke cigars or you don't drink libations. But if you go into a store, whether it's a supermarket, a convenience store, a gas station, no matter where you go to buy something, you're going to get one of the products that he wants to ban. Take a listen. One such way we can make a difference is by diminishing the proliferation
9: of the millions of plastic bags that are distributed in our county each year by retail establishments which inevitably pollute our environment. These ubiquitous bags hold everything from groceries to takeout food and can be found on any given day, blowing through our streets, littering our landscapes, and ultimately ending up in our waterways. As such, today I join our county's Environmental Management Council and call for the passage of a local law which will ban all lightweight disposable plastic bags in our county.
1: So, let me get this, uh, County Executive Poland Cars. You're saying there's bags all over the place? Lieutenant Gary and Gina, you see bags flying all over the place in Buffalo or the southern part of Erie County where you reside? I haven't seen any.
3: Oh my God. This None. guy just keeps getting worse and worse.
1: Well, it would require study, and when we come back, we'll talk more about what it would take. And something that one of the supermarket chains in the very county that uh, he oversees, what they're doing to address it, which makes his point completely moot. We will continue, lieutenants around the corner. Don't ever screw with this, General, because you will not win. I will beat you, and I will beat you to a pulp.
0: The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the New Wave Reserva from EP Correo. This medium-bodied smoke is adorned with high-primed Ecuadorian Connecticut Oscuro wrapper, delivering tastes of toffee, nuts, and a hint of spice. New Wave Reserva from E.P. Carrillo was inspired by the short run of 2012, and you will love it. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get these premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com.
5: The journey of Jarguera began with a very special yet delicate Cuban seed. The Grupo de Maestros took their rare tobacco to the privileged farmlands of Western Honduras, where they began a five-year program to combine its sweet flavors and distinctively aromatic qualities with the robustness of Criollo 98. The result was Jarguera, a genetic hybrid tobacco containing the best qualities of each. Grown on a single state containing rich soil and ideal weather conditions, Jarguera features flavors of coffee and chocolate with hints of nutmeg and cinnamon. Shade and sun-grown versions of this exceptional tobacco are now used exclusively in one cigar. Jarguera H. Upman. Experience Jarguera H. Upman. Now at your local tobacconist and visit Jarguera.com to learn more.
6: Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease.
1: The General is on fire today. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007.
0: Patriotically made in the USA. America's alpha male-in-chief, Cigar Cigar Dave. Dave.
1: I'm pleased to say that no illegal aliens were used in the production of today's Cigar Dave show. Nor in my production from the time I was a little one. All USDA proud patriotic American. Lieutenants, we were talking about... The Erie County Executive Mark Polenkars, not the brightest, who is the uh, nanny in chief of the Western New York Theater of Operations, he's proposing that tobacco sales, including cigars, be prohibited in pharmacies, Walgreens, well, CVS voluntarily has taken it out, but you know Walgreens, Rite Aid, those those kind of uh, stores, because when we say a pharmacy today. I mean, when you think about when you say a drugstore, to me, it's like a, when I think of drugstore, I think a store that sells everything, razor blades. By the way, I was just thinking about this. Uh, I should say that we're rejoined by Lieutenant Gary, Mrs. Haram of One Gina from the GOP Gary O'Brien Pub, their southern pub in the South Florida Theater of Operations. But think about it. If you take a blade and you accidentally cut your jugular, you're doing a straight razor and you cut it, You could die. So we ought to eliminate selling any form of Gillette or Schick blades in pharmacies because that could have a detrimental effect on health. So we could go on and on. But the other thing he proposed is a ban on plastic bags. The little plastic bags you get at the supermarket, at the convenience store, at the drugstore, or when you go to multiple stores, they use plastic bags. Now, before he prohibits them from Erie County... You can't just go in one day and say, we are going to eliminate these. Now, his old rationale is he says, well, because we're seeing them flying all over the place and they're not biodegradable, we're seeing them in our waterways. I don't believe him. I frankly think that one thing you have to remember about an enemy of pleasure, especially the taxocrats, and I know you'll both agree with me, they will lie because to them the ends justify the means. They don't care what they have to say. Look at Al Gore. Ten years ago, he said, in ten years... The polar ice cap will have melted, and the earth has got the flu, will be overcome with water. Well, here we are 10 years later. The polar ice cap now is 40% larger than it was 10 years ago, or 30%, some large number. So you have to remember one thing, lieutenants and fellow alphas. To the enemy of pleasure, the ends justify the means. If they can eliminate cigars and come up with some bogus study, they will. If they can eliminate plastic bags from supermarkets and pharmacies and convenience stores, to them the ends justify the means. They'll say whatever is necessary, including blatantly lying, because if you tell people that enough, people will start to nod their head and believe it. Not everyone is a fellow alpha male or a smart female. Many people in this country are dumb lemmings. They will follow no matter what somebody says. They'll just nod their head up and down. All you need to do is just watch, watch Water's World on, on uh, the Bill O'Reilly uh, show. Watch. Uh, remember when Jay Leno used to go and, and do those man and woman on the street interviews? Mm-hmm. And they'd say, uh, Jaywalking, right. They'd say, tell me, what two countries participated in the Spanish-American war? And people would say, um, France and Italy? Those <laughs> yep. were serious people. And when they ask, can you name a, one judge out of the nine, now there's eight, sitting currently. Can you name one justice on the Supreme Court? Um, Judge Judy? Judge Wapner? They have no idea. So they will listen to these taxocrats and these politicians and just not up and down in an agreement. Well, before Mark cars, the Erie County Executive in Erie County, New York, can enact a plastic bag ban, they have to conduct a feasibility study. Lieutenant Gary? You told me that feasibility study would take 12 months and fifty to seventy thousand dollars. You and Mrs. Harum of One Gina are tax-paying citizens of Erie County. Do you want to see your tax-paying dollars go to a plastic bag feasibility feasibility study?
8: Of
3: course not. It's just it's so ridiculous. And on that note, on a personal note, I happen to use those plastic bags as garbage bags at my house. I don't throw them out on the streets. I don't ever see plastic bags flying around right. on the streets. It's just ridiculous. It
1: is ridiculous. You are exactly correct. Now, what do they think? What do they ask you when you go to a supermarket? By the
3: way, well, what they ask you is, you want paper or plastic? So, okay. So, what's your alternative here? Either we're going to pay all this money for a feasibility study to, you know, end the, you know, uh, pollution of of plastic bags all over the streets that doesn't even exist, or you're going to choose paper which you're going to cut down a lot of trees, which is going to also increase global warming. So you're kind of at a little bit of a crux here.
1: Oh, please, don't give me the global warming bull. Yeah. It's not going to cut it here, Mrs. Harriman. Yeah, I mean, that's a That's a, a load of poppycock, man. Yes. That's that's not going to work. You, you can't tell me that because just remember, all those companies that, forestry companies, the foresters that log timber, that basically out in the Pacific Northwest and the West, if they didn't keep replanting, reforesting, then we would have no more trees to make paper. Of course. it would be We'd be done. Of the, course. Do you know the largest planters of trees in the country are? The forestry companies, the, the logging companies, the ones who chop down those trees. They continually are planting acreage on mm-hmm. a continual basis. But $50,000 to $70,000 of your tax money to decide whether or not you should eliminate and prohibit plastic bags. Now I know they've done it in California and other areas, but I have to tell you, number a number of supermarkets are now addressing this problem. Now, Lieutenant Gary, you mentioned to me that Wegmans, a large supermarket chain in now uh, Western New York, Central New York, there I believe in Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Virginia, uh, and I think they're moving southbound as well. They're to, in Maryland so now. In I Maryland, that's correct. Yep. What are they doing? You you mentioned something that they are doing. Lieutenant Gary? Uh, they're
2: offering recyclable, reusable bags. Let me rephrase that. Are they biodegradable bags? They are biodegradable
1: bags. So they are, they are voluntarily, without any law, without any federal or state or city law saying you must eliminate plastic, you must find a biodegradable solution, they're doing it themselves.
3: And they made a really big deal about it, too.
1: And they continue to make a big deal out about it. So what I say is this. It's very simple. The private sector responds to what the public wants. So it's very simple. The public now says, okay, we've probably a good idea to make these bags biodegradable, but we still want the plastic bags. But even if they're biodegradable, do you think the Erie County executive, Mark cars, the other taxocrats, and the enemies of pleasure and the enemies of adults making their own decisions will be satisfied with that? You think, they'll, no. No. you think they'll say, great, the point's moot, we're done. No. No. Because the Democrats today and the taxocrats, and there's a lot of Republicans too, we've seen it in Florida, they believe that they are far smarter than you and I. Well, i got news for you. Mark Cars is not smarter than me. I'll go debate him anytime, any place, anywhere. Mark Cars is not a rocket scientist. He's a accounting executive. If you can't, let's put it this way. We have seen, I'll give you a perfect example. Now, the mayor of Tampa is a smart guy. I like Bob Buckhorn. I disagree with him on a number of things. But he's uh, he's an intelligent guy. The mayor of the city of Buffalo, Mayor Byron Brown, not the brightest. Let's face it, he's a dumbass schmuck. He's an idiot. And I'm not saying that to be derogatory or mean. But I'll never forget there was a press conference with him when his son got into some, wasn't his son got into some, stole a car or something? And I will never forget, there was a press conference, and the media was asking him questions. And his attorney, Arnold Gardner, who I happen to know at the time when he was living, uh, Arnold Gardner stepped in, who was one of his advisors and one of the people that propped him up. Because the guy, the mayor of Buffalo need propping up. Not very bright. And he says, well, let me answer that question. And the reporter looked and said, excuse me, who the hell are you? And he, I'm asking the mayor. And he said, oh, well, I'm a friend of the mayor. He goes, we're not asking you. Now, if that's not beta, for the mayor to not be able to answer his own questions, I don't know what it is. So he's not the brightest. But I will debate. If Mark cars is listening to this on 930 WBEN, you tell me when and where and what time, and I don't give a damn if you want to meet me in Juneau, Alaska at 2.37 in the morning on Christmas Eve, I'll be there. He won't yep. because he doesn't have the intelligence to go up and debate me. If he was, let me put it this way, you don't have to be very bright to be a mayor or a county executive. In fact, some would say you probably have some mental issues if you're a mayor or if you are the county executive. He thinks he's going to be governor. I got news for you, Marky Mark. It's not going to happen. You will never be governor because the people of New York State don't want to be told what to do, where they can buy products, and what kind of bags they can use. That ain't going to cut it. And if I were you, Spend your time on what a county executive should do. Make sure the damn streets are properly paved. The potholes are filled. Make sure the snow is removed. And by all accounts, he did a good job on a number of storms, so I'll give him credit for that. But I am tired of these politicians that wag their finger at us, that think they are far superior and far smarter and can tell us how we should live our lives. I don't want to hear it, and I know you alphas don't want to hear it as well. We are sick and tired of it. And I will leave it at that. Any concluding comments, Lieutenant Gary and Mrs. Harum of Wengena?
2: No, you you uh, you hit the nail on the head with that. It's uh you know just the the uh, establishment trying to find other ways to uh, add additional taxes and studies on to uh to the citizens of uh, Erie County, New York State that are unneeded.
1: I hit the nail on the head, or I bagged it.
3: Yeah, you banged it, General. Bagged it, banged it, and banged bagged it, General. Bagged it. And
1: bagged it. All right. You're going to love this. This comes to us from Ohio. A panel studying Ohio's infant mortality problem is recommending that state lawmakers increase the tobacco tax and boost the tobacco-buying age to 21. Now, let me get this straight. They're looking at infant mortality. Those are babies, infants, you know, babies up to maybe infants to what, maybe 4 years old, 5 years old. How in the hell is boosting the tobacco tax and increasing the tobacco-buying age going to do anything for an infant, a baby, a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old, or a four-year-old, how is that going to solve the mortality problem? Because clearly, the infants are not smoking cigars or drinking booze. There are other health issues, but yet what do they, what do they want to concentrate on? They want to take away adults' rights to purchase a legal product. It has no basis in fact. And these, this is one of the ideas among dozens of recommendations that came out in a report that the leaders of the Ohio Commission on Infant Mortality released this past Tuesday the other recommendations ban the sale of crib bumpers they want more frequent data sharing among agencies and improve cultural competency among healthcare providers i get that that makes sense but boosting the tobacco buying age to 21 and increasing the tobacco tax the last time i looked a 1 year old baby was not going into a convenience store saying "Goo Goo Gaga, ga, I want that pack of cigars." Doesn't happen. And apparently, Ohio's infant mortality rate is among the worst in the. By the way, who's the governor of
3: Ohio? Oh, <laughs> yes, our <laughs> good friend John Kasich. So
1: I guess Kasich has has not been. He's been derelict in his duties, in not concentrating on the infant mortality bait uh, uh, problem. Now here's what it says: infant mortality is measured as deaths of live-born babies before their first birthdays. So there you go. It's not two-year-olds, four-year-olds. So between the time a baby comes out, is spit out, and the time they're one, that's what they consider infant mortality, if the baby dies in the first year of life. So let me get this straight. Increasing the tobacco-buying age to 21, telling people you can't buy a cigar at 18. you got to be 21. And we're going to increase the cigar tax. That is going to solve the infant mortality problem for babies between the ages of being born and one. No sense whatsoever. And again, I wanted to bring this story up because it shows you that the bureaucrats are absolutely derelict in their honesty, because this has nothing to do with whether or not a baby up to one year old, one years old, is going to live to two, three, four, or five. But instead. Now they use everything under one giant umbrella, just like they're using climate change to say, Mm -hmm. well, we need to make make everyone vegans. You shouldn't be barbecuing. We should not have all these cows and all these pigs. It's climate change. Guaranteed that's exactly what they are doing. And I say enough. Is enough. Lieutenants, when we come back, tell you about a couple of new sticks that are coming your way as the final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show from the Gary O'Brien's pub, the GOP pub in the Southern Command, comes your way next.
0: The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. (laughs) That could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Day.
4: Hi, this is Rocky Patel. On a daily basis, our personal rights, freedoms, and privileges are being taken away by the government, by the people who don't want us to enjoy the fine things in life, cigars. Guess what, socialism stinks, cigars don't. So in order to celebrate life, we decided to release the freedom. This great cigar from Nicaragua has tones of coffee, spice, pepper, with a great underlying sweetness. It's got a beautiful Ecuadorian wrapper, fillers from different parts of Nicaragua, and guess what, it's priced very fairly. So go out and celebrate the fine things in life and enjoy your freedom by lighting up a Rocky Patel Freedom. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com.
9: Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
1: The brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, Search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Received a uh, tweet yesterday. From Lieutenant Brian, who said, General, we lost a lieutenant recently, Nathan Steiger, 29, from a brain tumor. He loves cigars. Listen faithfully. And we wanted to uh, recognize uh, Lieutenant Nathan, so we're all going to raise our cigar. Uh, Mrs. of Gina and Lieutenant Gary, and I'm also going to raise a glass and say to Lieutenant Nathan, rest in peace. And uh, that is not the kind of news that we like to hear on the Cigar Dave show Uh, Way too young, and Lieutenant Brian, we appreciate you bringing that up, and we certainly recognize Lieutenant Nathan Steiger uh, at this time. That's why, lieutenants, I always say we have to enjoy the good life. We have to enjoy our lives, and I say this and, and repeat it constantly. The enemies of pleasure, they derive pleasure from bringing misery to others. We as alphas, we derive pleasure from enjoying our life. From we derive pleasure from pleasure, it's that simple. And when you see these people that waste all their time trying to tell other people what they should do and how they should live, I think uh, Lieutenant Nathan, who passed away at a very young age 29, is more reason why we should embrace enjoying life. Uh, we, as a good friend of mine and mentor, uh, once told me, we aren't here for a long time, we are here for a good time. So let's enjoy it, let's make it worthwhile, let us make it count. And that's why I espouse everything associated with a good life. And that's enjoy a cigar, enjoy a libation, enjoy grilling, enjoy sports, enjoy activities that bring you pleasure. And to those enemies of pleasure and those taxocrats that don't understand it, maybe what you ought to do is spend a couple hours with an alpha, somebody who listens to this show that understands the meaning of enjoying life. Now, speaking of enjoying life, one of the places we enjoy... Las Vegas, not as good as it used to be when the Rat Pack ran the show and the mob ran Vegas. That was a great town. But Vegas is a very cigar-friendly city. Lieutenant Gary, you will be joining us along with Colonel Ange and Captain Paul and uh, the rest of the crew for the Cigar Retailers Convention in Las Vegas towards the end of July. And there's going to be a new place that we can go enjoy our cigars. There is a great Davidoff Lounge that opened up. I talked about it a number of months ago. But there is a new Las Vegas Monte Cristo Cigar Bar that will be opening in the next few weeks at the Las Vegas Caesars Palace. And it is a beautiful, I'm seeing pictures of this, it is a magnificent-looking bar and lounge. There will be four distinct experiences for the cigar consumer within the 4,000-square-foot space. There will be a signature bar, a library, a courtyard, and a vault. That's where you keep the good stuff, the good cigars in the vault. There will be bar-top gambling, And nine televisions, will high-definition TVs, will give the guests a space, a feel more residential, like you're in your home, living room. Uh, They will have green design elements, a skylight, nice natural courtyard. There will be a 10-seat vault where guests who desire privacy can enjoy cigars and their libations. And the uh, Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge is one of the partners is michael fry also uh, owns some other lounges in the las vegas area there'll be a four hundred square foot humidor great cigar brands and one of the cool things is that if you want to grab a bite while you're enjoying your cigar by special arrangement you'll be able to order gourmet meals from the old homestead steakhouse Nobu, and restaurant guy savoy and uh, that's gonna be a great place now in addition to the monte cristo lounge the uh, Fry Brothers own Casa Fuente, which is also located in Caesar. So, this will be a different type of space. The pictures are magnificent. And I'm sure when we're out there that uh, we'll do some segments from the new Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge with Janelle Rosenfeld and Javier Estadas, as well as some of the other folks from Altadas USA, because it is going to be a showplace. Magnificent. Now, one of the cigars that we talked about at the last Cigar Retailers Convention. Gary, do you remember the Casa Torrent meeting Alberto and Alejandro Torrent in, La, in uh, New Orleans last year?
0: I did. How could I, how could I forget? Helps if
1: we have the microphone <laughs> on. My, my fault on that. Uh, great Alberto, Alejandro, two of the nicest gentlemen that you will ever meet. They grow incredible cigar tobaccos in the San Andreas uh, region of Mexico. And for the first time, they decided to make a cigar— called a and distribute it themselves and under a is now called casa torrent it is the siri 1901 now they launched the first brand with an incredible san andrean moron maduro wrapper last summer they've got two new releases the casa torrent siri 1942 and the casa torrent series 1973 that are coming out the 1942 references alejandro torrent's birth year uses the same uh, San Andreas Colorado Maduro wrapper as the 1901, but from a lower priming. So it's a very different type of of tobacco, a little bit milder. The 1942 will use a Mexican Criollo binder, fillers composed of Viso from Nicaragua, Mexican tobaccos from Criollo seed and San Andreas Negro seed, white and gold band on that cigar, The 1973, which is Alberto's birth year, Mexican San Andreas Cuyo wrapper, San Andreas Cuyo binder, Nicaraguan San Andreas Cuyo fillers, blue and gold band, beautiful cigars. They will be box-pressed like their predecessor. We'll have more on that. Lieutenant Gary and Mrs. Harem of One Gina want to thank you for your hospitality from the Gary O'Brien's Pub South. Cigar Day of the General saying, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper delectatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha, and screw the enemies of pleasure.